You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past. I'm your host, Matt Pappas, certified life coach specializing in overcoming anxiety and trauma recovery. And this podcast is all about helping you move forward from what holds you back. Each week, you'll hear from coaches, clinicians, and advocates who've overcome tremendous odds and are now using their journey to inspire you throughout yours. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, greetings, my friend, and thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to tune into the show, and I hope that this episode inspires and encourages you on your own journey. Big shout out if you're listening to the podcast for the very first time. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you enjoy it and perhaps check out some of the past episodes as well. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you guys all rock. You're amazing, and I always appreciate the support so much. A big thank you to my incredible sponsors, INLPCenter.org, offering a world-class online neuro-linguistic programming and life coach training to people in over 70 countries. I'm honored to be able to receive my certifications from INLP Center and utilize their research and incredible training programs. And to Daily Recovery Support, interactive daily group calls in a safe atmosphere for survivors of complex trauma, equipping you with the skills and information you can use every single day in your healing journey. Learn more about this affordable resource and get signed up at cptsdfoundation.org. If you find these podcasts helpful, please do consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. You never know who it might help, and I would definitely appreciate it as well. So today I'm honored to be joined by author, survivor, and founder of the Never Give Up Institute, Alexis Acker Halber. Alex started the Never Give Up Institute and wrote a book, Never Give Up, Break the Connection Between Stress and Illness, to help you understand how unresolved stress and trauma can cause illness, increase financial difficulty, and keep you from living a meaningful life. And that's what we're talking about here today on the podcast. Alex shares some of her incredible story of being a survivor of multiple types of abuse, enduring colon cancer, breast cancer, kidney infections, and other struggles, which were all rooted in unresolved trauma. As you'll hear, the discovery she made while laying in a hospital and praying for answers eventually brought her to a point of writing her book and making the correlation to her physical and mental health struggles and the trauma that was hidden and secret for so long. You'll be amazed at her story and moved as Alex shares some of her life and what her work is doing in the lives of others. So without further delay, let's join that chat with Alexis Acker-Halber right now. So hey, Alex, welcome to Beyond Your Past. How are you? Thank you, Matt. I'm great. How about you? I am doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you're on the show today. I'm I'm very interested to learn more about your story and your book and everything that we're talking about here with your trauma history. So, but before we get into that, why don't we take a minute and you can tell everyone uh, more about you and uh, the work that you do. Okay. Well, I'm a, a copywriter by trade. I've been doing that for 45 plus years. So now you know how old I am. Very old. And um, I've been writing all of my life, and I uh, have written several novels and uh, a nonfiction book, and also um, I'm writing another novel at this time. And so writing is my passion, and it just so happens that trauma happens to be my number one topic that I, I love to write about. 
Well, from one writer to another, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. I'm very interested to learn more. And writing about trauma, I mean, believe me, I do it as well. And I talk to many people who write about trauma. It's a very, it's a very personal thing, obviously something you're very passionate about, as am I, and and so many others who want to get their story out there and share their experiences to help inspire others. So why don't we start out? You can tell us a little bit more about your trauma history. Sure. Um, I, at the age of four years old, I was uh, abused sexually, physically, and emotionally by my father. And uh, that went on for years and years and years until I went off to college when I finally got out from underneath the the roof. And um, unfortunately, when I was a freshman in college, I was raped by a, a guy that I was dating. And in order to deal with that, a friend of mine suggested that I go to the counseling center on campus to meet with a a therapist to talk about what had happened. Well, I did that, but in my senior year of college, I was sexually exploited by that therapist. So um, you can imagine all of the things that I've gone through regarding uh, mixing up the the love and sex feeling that I had to have sex in order to feel loved and uh, a major quandary for me and um, unfortunately I got sick well as a child uh, we know well that uh, a child's brain does not have the capacity to cope with trauma and so uh Obviously, my body stepped in and tried to do the best that it could, but unfortunately, I uh, was diagnosed with diabetes at the age of 15. Um, Not only was I diagnosed with diabetes, but um, I had a kidney infection at four years old, uh, diabetes. Uh, I have had a herniated disc. I have high blood pressure, Graves' disease, which is a thyroid disease clinical depressions, um, brain injury, sleep apnea, stage four, can- stage four colon cancer, and breast cancer. So you can see that my body was trying so hard to cope with unresolved trauma, but it, it was doing it the best it could. What happened was um, I ended up in the hospital with stage four colon cancer. And this just uh, I, I just was astounded that this happened. I went in for a colonoscopy because I turned 50. And um, and four hours later, I was in surgery having half of my colon removed. And when I was in the hospital, I, had, uh, I was on a lot of drugs and uh, pain medicines, as you can imagine. And um, I realized that you know, things were not going well, and I could feel myself actually giving up hope. And I, I so I started praying, and I, I just asked uh, the divine spirit, you know, tell me what I can do to survive this, because the doctors, they didn't at the time give me this statistic, but I found out later that they gave me a 6%, 6% chance of survival. And it was like, oh, boy, I got to do something. And so in my prayers, I asked to be shown what I need to do. And lo and behold, what happened is a list came down before my eyes. And the list had 
all of the traumas I've ever experienced, including childhood sexual abuse, physical abuse, rape, sexual exploitation, failed relationships, home foreclosure, my mother's death, an auto accident. Oh, it just goes on and on and on. And I looked at the list and I said, okay, I, I, I've been there, done all those, uh, but, but what does this mean? And then suddenly an, a second list came down and um, it was a list of all my illnesses. And I've had kidney infection, type one diabetes, herniated disc, high blood pressure, Graves disease. I think I've already explained all of the, um, the ailments that I had. And once again, I said to the great spirit, gee, you know, I know both of these things. I know all of my trauma. I know all of my illnesses, but what does this mean? How is this going to make me feel better or get better? How is this going to make me heal? And suddenly there were red arrows that appeared linking one trauma, traumatic event to an illness and to the other and to the other all the way down the list. And I was stunned. I thought, wow, you know, this is amazing. And I realized at the time that I wouldn't survive the cancer unless I truly, truly believed in healing my mind, body, and spirit. And that's what I set out to do. It's in awe of what you're saying right now. And, and I think I actually got chills when you were just saying that right now. <laughs> you're sitting here and you've got this, all of these things going on. You're in the hospital, you're in surgery. The doctors are giving you a 6% chance to survive when you're like, okay, I need to pray and figure out what I need to do. How can I be healed? And all of a sudden, so so the list that, that we're talking about were these things that you kind of saw um, in your mind? What, what Was it something that kind of came to you in a vision? Maybe explain a little bit more of how these actually kind of came into your uh, realization. Okay. I know that when I tell people the story, a lot of people think that what I was actually doing was hallucinating, but whether it's hallucinating or not, I took it as a vision um, and directly from uh, the great spirit. And it, it needed, you know, I needed to be shown what exactly was going on. And um, I was stunned. I was just absolutely stunned by what I saw. And I thought, well, this is pretty amazing. And so uh, I went through chemo and things like that and pretty much forgot about the vision. Three years later, I was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer again. And again, I was given a 6% chance of survival. And so I went back to the great spirit and said, okay, I obviously didn't do what you, you want me to do in order to heal. So um, all of a sudden I thought, you know, I need to write a book. And I can't say that that was an all of a sudden realization. What it was actually is I've always thought I needed to write a book because many people after the first colon surgery asked me how I survived. And I said, well, it's just, I had the tools. And they said, well, what kind of tools? And so to answer that question, I wrote a book called Never Give Up, Break the, the uh, Connection Between Stress and Illness. And in that book, I explained all of the tools that I used in order to heal myself. Obviously, we are our, our own healers, but I had a lot of help with a lot of different things that, that and a lot of different people who I met with in order to get me going on my healing path. And one of the things that I learned, which was just so 
absolutely um, incredible was that healing is like a three-legged stool. And I'm sure you've heard this metaphor before, that if you take one leg away from that three-legged stool, what does it do? It falls. And so each leg stands for mind, body, and spirit. So I realized that in order to heal, I had to heal my mind, my body, and my spirit. What an incredible real, real realization. I mean, as you're going through, um, you know, all of these, all of these, um, you know, visits to, to the doctors and the hospitals and the surgeries and, and, you know, people telling you that your chance of survival is, you know, 6% again, and, and you're thinking, okay, what did I miss? And then you realize that you need to write a book. And so I, I think it's just like, I'm really kind of mind blown as I'm, as I'm listening to you share, because it's, it's so it's so real and it's vulnerable and I'm sure it's going to touch so many people's hearts as they listen to what you're saying here. Um, you know, especially being a trauma survivor. And so as you were growing up and you started to kind of deal with some of these um, ailments and, and, and illnesses, did you ever think that it could possibly be related to trauma or was it not until you really started to get the visions and, you know, the, and, and, and in the surgery before you really kind of put, everything in place. Because as we know, um, trauma can absolutely cause a multitude of different types of chronic conditions, chronic pain, things that you've already mentioned and experienced. But, you know, for me, I didn't realize that a lot of what I went through was traced back to childhood trauma until I started working with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had seen a therapist for 13 years um, after the one that I was sexually exploited by. Um, let me tell you, it was a rough road going back into therapy after that happened because I thought it would always happen. And one of the best things that that, that therapist that I saw said to me was, Alex, I'm not going to be sexual with you. And I kind of looked at her and it was like I, I got a little shook, not going to love me. But what I found out was that those were the most healing words I have ever heard. And so I thought, okay, I will go with this. And so um, I actually put together the trauma with the illness together when I had that vision. And I had no idea that there was a connection until I had that vision. Yeah, I think it's just amazing. I mean, like I said, until I started working with a therapist, I had no idea that any of this was related. I mean, I, I hadn't dealt with any of my trauma for, you know, almost three decades. And sure. then I start to work with a therapist and she's like, well, you know, childhood sexual abuse and bullying and all these things can be linked to some of the stuff you're going through. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how does that even happen? And mm -hmm. like, it was such a light bulb moment. It was kind of I mean, it was enlightening and so it was good, but it was also kind of frustrating that why didn't I see this before? And so I had to really kind of work through the idea that I didn't understand trauma before, like I hadn't dealt with it. So for me to sit here and try and beat myself up emotionally for what I didn't know, which of course I was very good at and for, for quite a long time, wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to serve me anymore, but it was, it was using that experience and that knowledge of, okay, now I kind of see the connection of childhood trauma and all these things I was happening. And of, and, and of course, in your um, experience of everything that you've gone through, seeing the connection was what was a light bulb moment. And was it, did you feel empowered when you found that out? Did you like, okay, now I got some answers to my questions and now I'm going to drive forward or did you, or did you need time to, 
to kind of process it a bit and, and say to yourself, okay, what does this really mean before I start to kind of act on it? Well, it took me a while to get going. And a year after my first colon surgery, I uh, went through a program called Renewing Life. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's an eight-week program. And it's for people with chronic and terminal cancer. And what it is, is it's a program that helps us get back into life for however long we're going to live. And what I found in that program was uh, some true ways of of dealing and coping with the trauma. I um, I was amazed by, you know, other people's stories about, you know, how they had gotten cancer and things like that. And then I started wondering, was there a connection between trauma and illness? And so when I started writing my book, I did a lot of research trying to find studies that would say, yes, Alex, you're on the right road, that trauma does um, create some health conditions in people. And But I couldn't find any. And I thought, well, okay. So I, I took my book to, when it was published, I took my book to a local resource. And they said to me, well, Alex, you know, you're making quite the leap that trauma does, uh, unresolved trauma does affect the body through illness. And I, we're not sure that we can, we can make that leap with you. And I was really disheartened by that. And I thought, oh, geez, nobody's going to believe um, what I've gone through, you know, my own experience, plus all the research that I've been doing. But I finally started feeling empowered when in the last couple of years, the studies are now proving that unresolved trauma can cause illness. And I was elated. I mean, not in the sense that people get sick because they don't resolve their trauma, but rather in the sense that maybe people are going to start believing me now. And that was that was a turning point in my life. Uh, I really just had I had to have people believe me because in my own family, I'm one of nine children and um, nobody in my family believed me. And even though I was trying to tell the truth, it, it just they just wouldn't listen. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time contemplating on why they've cho chosen to disown me. But I understand that, you know, I came out publicly with a secret that was supposed to say st stay silent, and I didn't. And I published a book and everything. And so I, I don't, I, I, I have unconditional love for my siblings, even though that I know that they don't understand why I wrote the book, but I had to write the book in order to survive. And I didn't want to let what I had learned just fade away. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think that's, that's one of the struggles that so many of us go through is once you start, you know, and whether it's writing a book, or you're writing a blog, or you're, or, or you're speaking at events, or you're doing a podcast or videos or whatever, when you start to air secrets that, that people who don't understand what it is, or are worried about the family name being damaged, or any number of reasons why that can cause a lot of conflict. And, you know, obviously be very 
um, traumatic, really, for for not only the person who's who's sharing all of this, but for those who are worried about why they're sharing it. And I, it, right, it's important that we have to put our healing first. We have to make sure that I mean, ultimately, nobody's going to heal for us, and nobody's can do this for us. Right. And if we feel called and led that we need to write this out somehow or get it out publicly to heal, then, you know, do it and don't worry about what other people think. I mean, and, you know, we we don't want to be mean about it, obviously, but at the same time, we are responsible for our own healing. So I love that you were able to just say, okay, I know I need to write and I'm going to write and people aren't going to get it. That's okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I have to admit that writing that book has not opened not only opened my eyes, but I constantly get feedback from readers who say, I had no idea why I was so sick. And it was, you know, just hearing their testimonials about how they are now putting that connection together between stress and trauma and illness is really, really a marvelous, miraculous thing. And I'm just, I'm so glad that I did share it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think it, it's such an empowering, validating experience when, when somebody says, now I know somebody else feels like me, or I never had the correlation, or I never knew why I felt like this. And then they read something and you know, I've gotten comments and emails before from people saying, I think you're in my head right now because I've always thought the same thing and I thought nobody else ever felt this way. And so, yeah, it's incredibly encouraging. You're like, this is why I wrote this. This is why I needed to get this out. Not just for me, because that that's the number one reason, but to help other people. And then, you know, there's such power in sharing your story. And so many people, I think we, we kind of take for granted that, um, you know, when we share our story that maybe it's not going to resonate with someone or, but you, we, we don't always realize that somebody sitting up at late, late at night, you know, looking for validation and answers and encouragement comes, stumbles across the book or a blog post. And they're like, finally, I'm not alone. And I think that's always just like a, an amazing feeling. Well, the whole thing about isolation and keeping secrets is so detrimental to our health that, um, you know, I'm glad, you know, people are finally hearing that it's okay to speak up, even though it hurts and it's going to hurt themselves and it's going to hurt their family members. Um, but it needs to get out. It need the stories need to be voiced. They absolutely do. And you know, I just, I can't imagine how many people have who, who, who have read the book and have heard your story, um, you know, really just, really just feel that sense of relief and like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders that they are definitely not alone. And so I, I love it. And again, it is, it is an incredible part of sharing your story. And, you know, when you, when you sometimes get a little bit stuck and down on yourself and you wonder, is it really worth it? Why is this still struggling? Why, why am I still hurting? You, you get, you get that email or that, that, that letter or something at just the right time that kind of picks your spirits back up. So I think it's amazing yeah. too. Well, I cool. didn't feel yeah. that it was I was done yet with just my book. I felt there needed to be a workbook with it. And even though I've got activities in the book, I felt I have to go deeper. And so I created a program called Truth, and it stands for the Road to Unresolved Trauma Healing. And what it is is it's based on the fact that one of the first lessons we learn as children is to tell the truth. But for those of us who were physically, emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically abused and traumatized, that lesson becomes a dire challenge. And so frequently threatened and told a lie, we as adults find ourselves ebbing further and further away from reality. 
And the re- result is a spiritual loss so deep that recovery for many of us seems impossible. And then uh, that's why the truth program came into being because I wanted to let people know that I was not uh, just an anomaly, that they too could interact with their inner healer and find some resolution to their trauma. This, this, the truth program has, is in a pilot program right now. Things are going great. People are actually healing and I can see it with my own eyes and it is so fun and so great to see people taking control of their lives when somebody else took it away from them. Yeah. And that's what that that's such a huge part of healing is because so much of our life was out of control and people were, were controlling us and we didn't have a say. And now through programs like your workbook and the uh, truth program, you know, you're able to kind of confront what's been happening. You're able to take charge of it. And one of the things I found empowering and probably I would imagine what, what some of the people who are taking this course during, uh, you know, the pilot program are finding is that when you can speak something out loud, get it on paper, get it out of your head, give it almost a label or call it something, you immediately feel the sense of relief of like, okay, you know, I've held this in for so long, or maybe I never even realized I was feeling this. And now that I do, it's still not easy to deal with and it's scary and I have to process it. But being able to get it out of my head and finally call it something and realize that I'm not the only person who deals with it has to be just a huge sense of relief. Right. And I I really believe that it is. And it's amazing to people, or it's amazing to hear people say, I never thought of that. Or, oh, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can take back the control. And that is, you know, that's music to my ears when they say that, because I remember, you know, finally saying it to myself that, yes, I can resolve my unresolved trauma and continue in a life that is filled with with just so many possibilities and opportunities. And I really have to tell you, Matt, that my life right now at 61 is the best and the happiest time of my life. And I, I keep telling that to people and they kind of look at me strangely. But I got to tell you, you know, healing is such a miraculous thing. And I'm glad I'm able to do it. Indeed, it is. It is a miraculous thing. And, uh, you know, no matter how long you've been, you've been holding this in, perhaps you've never dealt with it. Perhaps, you, you know, you've always realized that there was something going on, but you weren't really sure when, when you get a chance to work with a professional or to do a workbook like this and start to put the pieces together, it just becomes really just like, you know, as we've been talking about this empowering experience where you just feel, you know, the sense of relief, you feel this sense, this sense of, okay, now what else am I missing? How else can I, can I work through this? And what else, how can I share this and help other people? And it really becomes this this kind of trickle down effect or this ripple effect where, as you mentioned, people are reading this and they're healing, and then they're going to tell other or excuse me, they're going to tell other people, and then they start to write about it. And so I think it's just the more people that we can get to do things that you are doing, and so many people who are who are who are refusing to be silent, it just it continues the conversation and ends the silence. And, you know, for so many of us, like, you know, for you and for me, we didn't know what was going on for so long until we started to put the pieces together. And now that we're talking, we're definitely not going to stop. And that means that we will ensure that 
future survivors of trauma have somewhere to go, somewhere to turn and, you know, a way to be inspired to share their story. You're absolutely right. And when we look at the statistics of trauma, uh, it's mind blowing. And it's, uh, I remember back in the 1980s, the book, The Courage to Heal came out, and Mm -hmm. I got the book and I started reading it. And I put it down because it was just too hurtful to to go through. And I've gone back to that book now, um, in 2018. And you know, the, the authors were so, uh, they were so good about understanding the beast of trauma. And um, I I think back and I think, wow, they, in the 1980s, they were doing this. You know, it took us the Me Too movement and the things with the Catholic Church to start bringing um, childhood sexual abuse up into the, you know, open. And, but it still amazes me that there's still so many kids that are being abused. It just, it, it, that just hurts me immensely. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, as we're seeing in, in the news today, there's just so many people who have been silent for so long and you're right. I mean, the stats years ago were, you know, one in four girls or one in six boys. And I am, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of afraid to look at them now because I'm sure it's, it's much worse than that. I hope and I pray that, that, you know, at some point we can end this cycle. But, you know, it, until then, people like you writing workbooks and sharing their story and everybody who refuses to be silent is just so, you know, just, just deserves so much support and encouragement. Um, one other thing that you mentioned about the uh, courage to heal, man, that book drove me nuts. Like when I wrote <laughs> that, I, I sat in, in, in a therapist's office. I mean, similar to you, I'm like, this book sucks. I'm like, I can't do this book. It's so hard. Why am I writing, you know, doing these writing assignments, confronting this trauma? And I, I remember telling my ther- therapist sitting in her office on a couch, just saying like, this is the worst book ever. Like it forced oh. me to confront so many things, but I mean, it was helpful, obviously, yes. but I was so frustrated because like literally the, the writing assignments in that book and the things that you have to reflect on and talk through are so incredibly painful. And of course they help you heal, but going through that at the time, yeah, that book drove me bananas. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. And, but now I think more people are understanding that there's a little bit more acceptance to people voicing their stories and for people getting help in, in their healing through whether it be therapy or reading self-help books or whatever. But um, I know that the truth program, there's not, not a program in the United States like this. And so I, I think it's very timely. I, I think it's um, a way for people to just really sit down and do some writing exercises. But being a writer, I also believe that writing was very cathartic for me. And I'm finding that, you know, in the history of of writing, that um, James Pennebaker in 1980 mentioned that, you know, writing is a way to heal because it brings out the subconscious, the unconscious, whatever you want to call it, and that it helps us to get things down on paper. And when we see what we write, that that in alone has a healing purpose. When you were in the midst of writing your book and writing these programs, did you find it cathartic then, or did you find it more to be kind of a, that kind of experience after you were done with it? Well, I'll be very honest with you, Matt. In writing the the program Truth and in writing the book, um, I had to put it down for a while because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I got triggered. 
and the uglies would come back and I would have flashbacks and you know we know what those are like and it was just one of those things that you know I just had to give myself time and it was like no one's forcing me to do this I'm not on a deadline I can do this at my own time frame and so I was very very gentle with myself and and that's been really hard to uh, do because I have been the worst uh, enemy myself because I just was constantly degrading myself and you know just the whole thing the shaming the the you know the whole bit about trauma and uh, so I took time out so and then went back and felt more refreshed to start again and that's what I did. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And it's always important to remember that, yeah, when you're writing and you are um, reliving these experiences and putting them out in a book or a workbook or a program, it is. Take time. Take as much time as you need. Give yourself whatever deadline extensions you need because it's going to bring up a whole lot of things that maybe you thought you already processed. And now you're like, oh, my God, I have to relive this again. Or maybe it brings up new memories. So it's always a good reminder for anyone who writes or shares their story in any type of outlet is take your time, be kind to yourself, do lots of self-care and, you know, understand that really it's all about you getting this out in a way that feels um, incongruent with, with, with yourself and your life and your values. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as you eventually get it out, it's okay. Because in the end, trying to force it and power through it can oftentimes, you know, almost be more traumatic. Well, and we have so many healing modalities now, you know, the fact of meditation and guided imagery, uh, it's just, it, it's mind boggling to know all of the, the tools we have available to us and many of them are free. And so, um, you know, all you have to do is, is get on Google guided imagery or meditation, and you're going to find what the experts have to say. And I think that's really, really important. The internet has been an absolute amazing tool for all all, all trauma survivors because you you can research in the safety of your own in, of your own home. You're you know you can feel secure and private as you look and try and figure out exactly what's going on in your life, and then experiment with different modalities and see what works for you, what resonates with you, what doesn't, and kind of figure out your own little healing journey as you go along. I think it's I mean I've I research so much and learn so much that I always find something new and I've experimented with some different treatments and modalities and some have worked and some of them don't. But the idea is that you're putting your healing first and trying to find ways to help yourself move forward. And so, yes, you are absolutely right. Um, the last thing I want to get into is just real quick to let everybody know when the workbook and program is going to be available. Uh, the I've decided to make the workbook a self-study and in doing so, I'm asking people to work with their therapist if they have one or to get a therapist if they don't, but to go through the, the program on their own. Um, I am also going to be continuing to um, uh, have, organize some some um, programs where people can get together so that they can share their own stories and stuff because, again, I want to deal with the isolation but I believe that if people really want to heal, they can go through my book and my workbook and they they can start getting an idea as to, 
you know, how really courageous and strong they are. So, yeah, it's available for people. Um, and at this time, it's uh, $50 for the workbook. Um, and that includes tax and shipping. Amazing. I, I will be sure and put links to everything um, about you know, you know your workbook and your book and um, in the show notes and in the blog post. So Alex, this has been amazing. I'm so glad that you came on the podcast today. Why don't we wrap it up? You can tell everybody where to find this, where to find you on the web, um, where, where they can buy your book and all this amazing stuff. Okay. They can find my book, Never Give Up, Break the Connection Between Stress and Illness. And they can get that at, at um, Amazon.com. And uh, my name, of course, is Alex. Or on the book, it's Alexis Acker-Halber. And um, if they're interested in getting the TRUTH program, again, that stands for the Road to Unresolved Trauma Healing, they can um, write to me through my email. And that's Alexis Acker-Halber, all one word, at gmail.com and they can let me know uh, that they're interested in buying the, the program and I will then let them know how they can do that. Perfect. Alex, this has been amazing. Thanks again for coming on the show. I cannot wait to share this podcast with everyone and to see what the future holds for your program. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate this opportunity to tell you my story. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only and is not a substitute for or supersedes professional medical help or mental health counseling. Thank you again to my sponsors, INLPcenter.org and Daily Recovery Support. I hope you'll consider checking them out as they've joined forces to help keep the lights on here at the podcast and help Beyond Your Past reach as many as possible with a message of hope. If you'd like to learn more about working with me as your coach, or if you're curious about what life coaching is and how it might be right for you, then head on over to beyondyourpast.com and claim your free one-hour session where we can talk about the struggles in your life in the areas of anxiety and trauma recovery and see if coaching might be a great fit for you. Thanks again for listening, and I do hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with all your friends. See you next time.